This episode of the MedBullet Step 1 podcast will go over the topic of acid-based differential diagnosis from the renal section on MedBullets.com. As a quick introduction, acid-based disorders are commonly seen throughout medicine. Acidosis results in an abnormally elevated hydrogen ion concentration in the blood, thus called acidemia. Alkalosis results in an abnormally decreased hydrogen ion concentration in the blood, thus called alkalemia. These acid-based disorders may be caused by a primary disturbance in bicarbonate resulting in a metabolic acidosis or alkalosis, or a primary disturbance in PCO2 resulting in a respiratory acidosis or alkalosis. Now let's go over some simple acid-based disorders. Keep in mind that blood pH abnormalities are caused by one acid-based disorder. We'll go over metabolic acidosis, metabolic alkalosis, respiratory acidosis, and respiratory alkalosis. So starting with metabolic acidosis, this is due to a decrease in blood bicarbonate. This is secondary to impaired acid or hydrogen ion excretion, fixed acid or hydrogen ion ingestion, or increased acid or hydrogen ion production. We'll discuss this more in a moment when we go over anion gap. Moving on to metabolic alkalosis, this is due to an increase in blood bicarbonate. This is secondary to increased bicarbonate intake or loss of fixed hydrogen ion. Examples include loop diuretics, for example, furosemide, vomiting and nasogastric tube suction, antacid use, hyperaldosteronism, and laxative abuse. Know that mild laxative abuse results in alkalosis due to hypokalemia and the resulting shift of hydrogen ion into the cells. If abuse is severe, metabolic acidosis results due to the excessive diarrhea and loss of bicarbonate. Moving on to respiratory acidosis, this is due to an increase in PCO2, and this is due to hypoventilation. This can be from airway obstruction, for example, obstruction of the epiglottis, acute lung disease, chronic lung disease, opioids and sedatives, as well as respiratory muscle weakness. Finally, moving on to respiratory alkalosis, this is due to a decrease in PCO2 due to hyperventilation. This can be from normal pregnancy, hysteria, hypoxemia, for example, high altitude, salicylates in the early stages, pulmonary embolism, and pneumonia. Now, let's go over anion gap. So under normal conditions, anions and cations are equal to each other within any body fluid compartment, for example, plasma. The major cation that is measured is sodium. The major anions that are measured is bicarbonate and chloride. Because there is more sodium than bicarbonate and chloride, there are unmeasured anions that allow us to achieve electroneutrality. Unmeasured plasma ions include plasma proteins, citrate, phosphate, and sulfate. So the anion gap equals sodium, minus chloride plus bicarbonate. Normal is between 8 to 16 milliequivalents per liter. The anion gap is very useful for narrowing the differential diagnosis of metabolic acidosis. So for a normal anion gap metabolic acidosis, also called hyperchloremic metabolic acidosis with a normal anion gap, remember the mnemonic HARDAS, where H stands for hyperalimentation, the A stands for Addison's disease, the R stands for renal tubular acidosis, the D stands for diarrhea, the second A stands for acetazolamide, the S stands for spironolactone, and the second S stands for saline infusion. To remember elevated anion gap metabolic acidosis, remember the classic mnemonic mud piles, where M stands for methanol or formic acid, the U stands for uremia, the D stands for diabetic ketoacidosis, the P stands for propylene glycol, the I stands for iron tablets or isoniazid, 
The L stands for lactic acidosis, such as by metformin toxicity. The E stands for ethylene glycol. And the S stands for salicylates in the late setting. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 41-year-old man presents to the emergency department with a six-hour history of muscle cramping, decreased appetite, and diarrhea. He says that these symptoms came on rapidly but does not recall anything that may have triggered the episode. He has never experienced these symptoms before. His past medical history is significant for obesity, sleep apnea, and type 2 diabetes that is well controlled on metformin. He also has gastroesophageal reflux disease for which he occasionally takes antacids. On presentation, he is found to have fast, shallow breathing and abdominal pain that is poorly localized. Basic labs as well as an arterial blood gas are obtained and the results are as follows. Sodium is 139 milliequivalents per liter. Chloride is 106 milliequivalents per liter. Bicarbonate is 11 milliequivalents per liter. pH is 7.25. And PCO2 is 22 millimeters of mercury. Which of the following is the most likely cause of the changes seen in this patient's labs? And the choices are 1, antacids, 2, anxiety, 3, diarrhea, 4, metformin, and 5, sleep apnea. The correct answer to this question is 4, metformin. So this patient, who has a low blood pH, decreased bicarbonate, and an anion gap of 22 milliequivalents per liter, is most likely experiencing lactic acidosis, which is the most important potential side effect of taking metformin. To quickly review, acidosis describes an acid-based disorder in which the blood pH is too low and the patient's serum is therefore too acidic. Acidosis can be the result of either a respiratory derangement, which would be seen as an elevated carbon dioxide partial pressure, or a metabolic acidosis, which would be seen as a decrease bicarbonate level. Metabolic acidosis can be further subdivided based on the anion gap, which is a representation of the number of unmeasured anions in the blood. This value can be calculated as sodium minus chloride plus bicarbonate and should be between 8 to 16 milliequivalents per liter. Elevated anion gap metabolic acidosis can be caused by methanol, uremia, diabetic ketoacidosis, propylene glycol, isoniazid, lactic acid, which is an important toxicity of metformin usage, ethylene glycol, or salicylates. Again, remember the mnemonic mud piles. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, antacids would cause a metabolic alkalosis that would present with increased blood pH and elevated bicarbonate levels. Answer 2, anxiety would cause a respiratory alkalosis that would present with increased blood pH and decreased carbon dioxide partial pressure. Answer 3, diarrhea would cause a metabolic acidosis with a normal anion gap between 8 to 16 milliequivalents per liter rather than 22 milliequivalents per liter. And finally, answer 5, sleep apnea would cause a respiratory acidosis with decreased blood pH and an increased carbon dioxide partial pressure. To leave you with a bullet summary, anion gap metabolic acidosis presents with decreased blood pH, decreased bicarbonate, and more unmeasured anions in the blood. And moving on to the final question, a 41-year-old man who is well known to the Denver Emergency Department is brought in by ambulance after he's found down in the park. On presentation, he is unable to provide any information and immediate laboratory tests reveal the following. Serum sodium is 141 milliequivalents per liter. Chloride is 106 milliequivalents per liter. Potassium is 3.6 milliequivalents per liter. BUN is 18 milligrams per deciliter. 
glucose is 103 milligrams per deciliter, and creatinine is 1.5 milligrams per deciliter. Arterial lab values include a pH of 7.18, a PaCO2 of 19 millimeters of mercury, and bicarbonate of 7 milliequivalents per liter. Which of the following etiologies is most likely responsible for this patient's findings? And the choices are 1. Chronic diarrhea, 2. Ethylene glycol ingestion, 3. Hyperventilation, 4. Opioid intoxication, and 5. Prolonged vomiting. The correct answer to this question is 2. Ethylene glycol ingestion. So this patient who presents with an anion gap metabolic acidosis with a specific anion gap of 28, which comes from the formula sodium minus the sum of chloride plus bicarbonate, which in this case is 141 minus the sum of 106 and 7, which is 113. So 141 minus 113 equals 28. And the pH in the setting is less than 7.4 with a decreased bicarbonate concentration, as well as an acute kidney injury with a creatinine of greater than 1.2 milligrams per deciliter, most likely ingested ethylene glycol, which is processed into glycolic acid. To quickly review, metabolic acidosis is an acid-based arrangement characterized by acidemia, which is an arterial pH of less than 7.4, as well as decreased levels of bicarbonate. Respiratory compensation of metabolic acidosis occurs through a rapid decrease in carbon dioxide levels, and the predicted compensation can be calculated using Winter's formula. This formula predicts that the PCO2 equals 1.5 times bicarbonate plus 8, with a margin of error of plus or minus 2 parts per million. Metabolic acidosis can further be subdivided into anion gap and non-anion gap based on the formula anion gap equals sodium minus chloride plus bicarbonate. An elevated anion gap of greater than 12 milliequivalents per liter is associated with production of unmeasured organic acids such as lactic acid, keto acids, glycolic acid, and formic acid. Respiratory compensation occurs quickly on the scale of minutes to hours, whereas metabolic compensation occurs slowly on the scale of days. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, chronic diarrhea would present with a non-anion gap metabolic acidosis due to loss of bicarbonate through the gastrointestinal system, which this acid-based arrangement would also present with low pH and bicarbonate. However, the anion gap, again sodium minus the sum of bicarbonate plus chloride, would be less than 12. Respiratory compensation would result in a decreased partial pressure of carbon dioxide to raise the pH. Answer 3, hyperventilation would cause respiratory alkalosis, which would present with an elevated pH of greater than 7.4, as well as decreased PCO2. Patients may also have a decreased bicarbonate level due to metabolic compensation if the alkalosis is chronic. The decreased pH of this patient is not consistent with respiratory alkalosis, despite the fact that this patient presents in Denver, where low oxygen tension may lead to hyperventilation. Answer 4. Opioid intoxication would cause respiratory acidosis due to hypoventilation. This would present with decreased pH of less than 7.4 and increased PCO2. This patient's decreased PCO2 level is not consistent with respiratory acidosis. Furthermore, patients with opioid intoxication will also have meiotic pupils, constipation, urinary retention, altered mental status, and hypothermia. And finally, answer 5. Prolonged vomiting would cause a hypochloremic hypokalemic metabolic alkalosis due to loss of hydrogen and chloride from the gastrointestinal tract. This would present with an increased pH of greater than 7.4 and an increased bicarbonate of greater than 28 milliequivalents per liter. 
Respiratory compensation will also lead to an increased carbon dioxide partial pressure in an attempt to lower the pH. To leave you with the bullet summary, anion gap metabolic acidosis presents with decreased pH, decreased bicarbonate, and decreased carbon dioxide partial pressure with an anion gap of greater than 12, again that is sodium minus the sum of chloride plus bicarbonate. That's all for this review about acid-based differential diagnosis. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 1 podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.